0: save me hunger. I, I want to encourage you tonight, and I'll say that a couple of times. That's why we will break the status quo prophetically like we did tonight, um, because we are not a people that are afraid to worship the Lord, right? Um, just want to get my notes here. Um, we are not a people that are afraid to worship the Lord. and I want to encourage you tonight, if you are, um, the Lord is doing things in this hour that He will not Uh, how can I say, the Lord is busy doing things across the earth. We're going to see a rapid move of God upon the earth. We are at the number 5783 in the Hebrew calendar and God is already shifting things over the world. And what we're going to see, we're going to see a double take on God is going to do double what He's done in the last 10 years. In actual fact, I think what we are going to see is not just double restoration. Uh, we're going to see a double harvest. We're going to see a lot of doubles happening in the next 10 years. And so you can receive that and take that tonight prophetically. But you know, I, I feel for the, I feel for South Africa right now with all of this power stuff. You know, even us are, everything is affected by that. But thank be to God, we can still be in church. Oh, is that okay? And be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, are you filled of the Holy Spirit? No, no, no. Are you filled of the Holy Spirit? Okay, I want to encourage you tonight. When we worship the Lord, lift your hands. When you when we worship the Lord, put a smile on your face. Are you there? Uh, let the other people around you not be not be influenced by um, by your lack of worship. Rather, worship the Lord. It is better to worship the Lord than not to worship the Lord. Because one day it will come that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess to the glory of the Son. And you're going to stand in heaven and Gabriel is going to say, hands up, hands down. Hands up, hands down. Hands up, down. Now keep it up. Give a shout. And you see, you're going to be trained. And and this is not a joke. I'm telling you the truth. What we don't get right on the earth, heaven is going to train us to do it right. Yeah, come on. Are you with me? Uh, So, you know, you can't accept, you can't get anything from God of closed arms. You can't get anything from God of closed hands. And you can't get anything from God of a bad attitude. He will walk right past you. He will be in the crowd with you, but you'll receive nothing from him. Please note that there's a difference between being in the church and in the kingdom. Jesus wants you in the kingdom, as you are in the church. Are you with me? Come on, guys. And so tonight, I wanna I wanna speak to you about the weapons of war. The weapons of war. Say me war. war. Now say it like you mean it. War. war. So <laughs> I wanna speak to you about the weapons of war that you have received. You have received weapons of war, and they are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. In other words, Jesus has not left you without weapons. But our focus in this final hour on the earth shouldn't be what the enemy is busy doing. It should be what God is busy doing and what God is going to do. Are you with me? Um, We are on the winning team. Have you ever played sports and you get the number number 22 bag? You're part of the team, but you're not really. Now, when you are in the kingdom you're not at number 22 you're always jesus number one are you okay are you with me so just want to put it out there um and i the weapons of warfare are not carnal but mighty in god for the pulling down of strongholds god wants to pull down a stronghold what is a stronghold a stronghold is that something that keeps other people out and it keeps you in there are vicious strongholds in this hour and of the most dominant ones that we are seeing in this hour right now is people that have slipped into a mixture of what is the word of the lord and what is the world uh, the standard of the world or let me say it like this carnal christianity there's a mixture and god doesn't like it because we are not like the world we are in it but not of it come on are you guys there because if we are like it, we have no authority over it. Come on, let me say, let, say that again. If you are like the world, you don't have authority over the world. Jesus said, go into the world, cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead, freely have received, freely give. Why is he saying that? Because he was speaking about you and I belong to the greater kingdom. I said to you this morning, I'll say it again tonight, John chapter 1 verse number 5. The Bible says, the darkness does not comprehend the light. Come on, are you with me? And so in Ephesians chapter number two and verse number six, the Bible says this, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Come on, are you guys with me? Let me read that scripture again. I, I want to just I want you to understand something here and god raised us up with christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in christ jesus second scripture and then i'm going to explain romans chapter number 16 verse number 20. the god of peace will soon crush satan under your feet and the grace of the lord jesus christ be with you the god of peace will soon crush satan under your feet now Please understand where you are seated right now is called the first heaven or the first realm are you there the first heaven around us is the second heaven the atmosphere around the earth is called the second heaven God is in the third heaven we abide in the third heaven right but if I am on the earth but I'm not seated in Christ and the demonic world is seated around me in the second realm, then I'm actually looking up to demons and not down to them. Okay, let that sink in. If I'm in the first realm and I look up, I see the second realm. Right? And then what I should be seeing is the demonic realm. But Jesus says, I'm seated in Christ in heavenly places. Therefore, I can look down and Satan only becomes crushed under your feet if you take up your position. Come on, guys, don't, uh, are you, are you, uh, do you understand what I'm saying? The devil cannot be crushed if you are not in position. Because you have received a position in Christ. Come on, just give Jesus some praise. Let's just wake up here in this church, come on. Save me hunger. The word of the Lord, you know, here in in this side of the world, I think we are very spoiled because we can sit in any building and hear the word of the Lord. But at places where the word of the Lord is read, you know, people will do anything to get the word of God. And so I say again, we, you know, what's a funny thing for me about Christians often is this, is that we have to convince Christians who they are. (laughs) We need to reintroduce them the whole time to who they are in Christ, that they can understand who they are. And why are we teaching you who you are in Christ? Because as soon as you understand who you are, you will start to deny who you're not, you will reject who you are not, you will accept who you are, and what will happen is that the enemy will not have a place in your life to have any more foothold of your life because you have understood who you are. Are you you okay? So if if I am, as I said this morning, I'll say this evening the same thing, I'm not a member of a club. I'm a citizen of a kingdom. Jesus said, let the kingdom of heaven come upon you. He did not say, let the membership of the kingdom come upon you. Being a Christian is a full-time job because we have a full-time devil, which Jesus has bought us by the blood full-time. The blood has redeemed us it has purchased us, it has washed us. We are again as white as wool, as white as snow. Why? Because of the blood. That's why we can sing tonight, because of the sun. Why because of the sun? Because Jesus came to redo the work that Adam messed up. Why? To reposition us again. Come on, are you guys there? So I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. So my position is Christ, my location is the earth. Now if I'm positioned in Christ and my location is the earth the only reason why I can be in both is because God has got a mindset when it comes about the earth or God has a mind when it comes to the earth He has an idea What is the Lord's agenda? Here's the Lord's agenda Fill the earth with my glory Dominate Control and fill all of it so when God says go into all the world, he does not have the church in mind. He doesn't say go to church in all the world. No, he says as the church, go into all the world. So we are the living stones that Peter spoke about. He says you are a royal priesthood. Come on guys, are you, are you there? And so the God of peace, save me peace, will soon crush Satan under your feet. And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. I want you to see in this massive book of of Romans, chapter number 16, verse number 20, that Paul wrote the only place that he actually gave the enemy is under the feet of the believer. Under the feet. And so, if the devil has been given that place, it is so that we can understand our position. So, I am positioned in Christ, in the heavens. Come on, are you, are you there? That's why the Bible says for an example, Finally, my brethren, you know the scripture, Ephesians 6, 10 to 11. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. So it's in the Lord. Come on, are you guys okay? So the Bible says, um, let me throw this one at you that you can understand. Scripture says, let me go back and then I'll fast forward again. If the scripture says this, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of stronghold, it means when it comes to the spiritual realm, we cannot go to battle with, with physical weapons. There is spiritual weapons that has to be fought with. Are you guys okay? And there is dimensions of that. And so let me name just one or two of them. The blood of Jesus Christ is a weapon because it is a commodity in the spiritual realm. You are bought by the blood. Come on, are you guys there? You are ransomed by the blood. Now, if the blood buys you, you have to ask what did it buy you from? Good question. The answer is very simple. He bought you out of a slave mentality and he changed your status and he gave you a kingdom. In the, in, the, in the kingdom of God, there's no orphans. Now, let me say that again. I want, you to, I want to land this thing deep in your hearts. There's no orphans in God's house. There's no orphans in God's house. God only has sons and daughters. But there isn't orphans. God doesn't have orphans. Orphans are people that don't have rights. You have not received a spirit of fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, by which you may cry, Abba, Father. In other words, you are no longer orphaned away from God. You have now been reconciled back to God because of Jesus. And now because you are back reconciled with Jesus, now you are a co heir with Christ. You are a son. The word "son" is the Greek word or the Hebrew word "yachid." It means a full grown son entitled to their full inheritance. Oh, I can teach just on that. The, the understanding that you have to understand is this, that God doesn't have orphans, but Satan loves to make orphans. So the best attempt for the devil is this, to take a son, to confuse them, to deceive them, and to convince them that they are orphans. And He does it through a lot of trickery and a lot of games and a lot of stuff that happens in our lives. He comes to us, why? Because He's the great orphan. Because Lucifer was once the one that stood in the assemblies of God, and Lucifer was once the one that went to the Father, got the Father's message, took it to the angels, told the angels what the father was busy saying the angels in response will worship the lord now lucifer fell his name became satan which is the hebrew word bar satan which is not a name it's just a title and he got the name devil which is also also a job description not really a name and now you and i have been given the responsibility to preach the gospel And the devil doesn't, the enemy doesn't like that at all because you and I have the right to preach the heart of God again. Who had that position, Lucifer had that position. And so you are everything that he once was and more. Because you are made in the image and in the likeness of God. Come on, are you guys okay? You understand what I'm saying? And so because you are made in the image and in the likeness of God, you have to understand I'm seated in Christ in heavenly places. And because I'm seated in Christ in heavenly places, it means as a son, there are certain things that I have to understand about myself. And so maybe to explain this a little bit deeper for you that you can understand because in the Bible, you get the story about the prodigal son. And I'm not going to talk to you about the son coming home. I'm going to talk to you about the son that was home. Because this son that was home, never tapped into the source which was his father. Because he had a problem when his younger brother came home. He said, why do you, why do you slaughter the fattened calf for this younger brother? The father answers him and he asks, says the same. He says, Don't you know that all that I have was always yours to access? In other words, the worst scenario of actually of sonship is this: well, actually having all the entitlement to access, but never accessing it. Come on, think of me, Christians. Come on, are you there? Smile. If Jesus bought us freedom, if Jesus bought us and He gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit, if He gave us the gift of joy, if He gave us the gift of authority, if He gave us these things through the Holy Spirit, why or why don't we want to access it? Can I tell you why? Because we have allowed a mixture to happen. Come on. And this mixture has started to pollute it where our focus is from. And that's why in this hour that we are living in right now, the Bible says in, in Romans chapter number 13, verse number 14. Listen to this. Rather clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Rather clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to quickly go to Acts one eight as well. The Bible says, Jesus says this, just before Jesus goes to the cross, or, or just before Jesus goes to the cross, He says this, He says, Go wait in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Right? Come on, are you, are, you, are you with me? He says, wait in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. The disciples go and they have to wait. Why do they need to wait in Jerusalem? Because Jesus is about to give them instructions. And the instructions cannot be adhered to, nor can the instructions be followed through on, unless the Holy Spirit comes. And so He says to them, go wait in Jerusalem. So in other words, He sends them to another city, and they have to go and wait. Are you guys okay? Um, And I want to show you this just by an example that that you guys can, can understand this. The word to be dressed here, go wait in Jerusalem that you are endued with power. The word endued here means to be dressed in power. It means to be cloaked with power. It, becomes, it means to become one with power. Now please listen to me very carefully Christians. <laughs> power is given in her Holy Spirit. Authority is gained by relationship with Jesus. Let me say that again power is gained because of the holy spirit authority is gained through relationship with the son of god the power may not be used unless there's relationship with the authority because if the authority is in relationship with you you may use the power but if the authority does not know you you can try to exercise the power but what you then will do in the spirit realm becomes illegal. Because Jesus makes it clear in Matthew 7, 21. He says, many will come in my name saying, I have prophesied in your name, cast out devils in your name, healed the sick in your name. And Jesus says this, he says, go away from me, you evildoer. The things you did were unauthorized. In other words, I don't know you. Come on guys, are you with me? I'm going to make you guys stand in a while if you don't respond here. He says, go away from me, you evildoer. Whoa, but wait Lord, I've casted out devils in your name. I've healed the sick in your name. I've raised the dead in your name. I've prophesied in your name. He says, I don't know you. Go away from me, you evildoer. In other words, a rejection of relationship to authority is equal to evil. Can I say it while we're here? It is interesting how many people call themselves Christian but are not in relationship with authority. Because the devil doesn't like authority. You know why the devil doesn't like authority? Because he's the only king in his kingdom. Um, I'm unstretching you tonight. In Satan's kingdom, Satan is the only king. There's nobody else but him that's king. His highest uh, under him is called a principality. That's called a prince. So in his kingdom, he's the only king. But in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are called a priest and a king. Revelations 1.5 says, You are a priest and a king unto God. Now listen to me. You cannot be a king if you're not a priest first. Your first duty is to minister unto the Lord. Your second duty is to represent the Lord. Your first duty is to be a priest to God. Your second duty is to be a king on His behalf. Ah, oh, Come on, give Jesus some praise. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying here tonight? I don't know if you always understand where I'm going with this stuff. Because it's important that you understand these things. Because your first, let me say it like this. If I ask this lights to be switched off right now, then you'll be, you know, you'll be an ESCOM. And if I switch it on again, you'll be an EMPOWER. Okay, what changed? The light changed. In other words, the lesser kingdom was always need to be removed when a greater one comes oh come on are you guys there come on give jesus some praise (laughs) what i want to get right tonight i want to get you baptized in the holy spirit and with power but i can't i need to lay the foundation to get you there so that you can understand why because jesus christ came not just why have you ever asked yourself why did jesus come if you say he came only to save you that's half true because Jesus Christ came to save you, but if salvation was the only reason why He would come, then you'll be saved and you'll leave the planet. And so He doesn't just save you, He sends you. And let me reword it, He saves you, He disciples you, He sends you. For you to be sent, you have to be discipled. For you to be, to be the discipled, you have to be saved. In other words, if we don't want to be discipled, we can ask the question, have you truly been saved? (laughs) Covering in the body, in the Bible, is so important that even demons want it. Demons, when they fell out of God's kingdom, or when angels fell out of God's kingdom, they lost the glory of God. They became naked. And so, Demons are a person without a body. What is demons? Demons are people without bodies or a person, a spirit of outer body. That's a demon. Are you guys there? Come on. And so what they want, they want to be covered. And so for them to be covered, they want to get into a body. Because in a body, they feel covered again. That's why when Jesus Christ comes of the greater kingdom and he comes to a place called Gadara and he casts out the devils, they beg him to go into the pigs. It's not about the pigs, it's about the coverage. Like most of us don't have right now with no power. You don't have, you don't have coverage where you're at. Okay, bad joke. The, the point is, the devil wants coverage. He wants to be covered. The joy that you have as in the body of Christ is that you are covered. Come on, are you there? And so again, just, just understand this tonight. That if there is, if he's the king in his only kingdom, if he's the only king there, then you, and you are called kings, and he, uh, Jesus calls himself the king of kings, and you call yourself uh, the lord of lords, he calls himself the king of kings and he calls himself the lord of lords then he can only be king over what you are king over and what you refuse to rule over he can't rule over though he is in control of all things come on do you understand what I'm saying so let me say it like this if I'm a son let me make it very simple if I'm a son of God a son not the son a son There was a son first. His name is Jesus. He is the son. He is the firstborn from the dead. The firstborn. Not the first raised. The firstborn. Because there was others raised. Elijah was raised. The little girl was raised. Enoch was, well, we don't know. He just walked to God. Jesus is the firstborn. Why is he called the firstborn? Because there was other that will be born. But we are born from the same nature. It means we carry the same DNA are you, are you guys okay so if I understand I'm a son of God then I have to understand what in what elements are there of being a son that should be foreign to me come on are you guys okay because if you don't understand who you are you gonna you're gonna want to settle for who you're not I remember let me tell you a story just to get you guys that you can understand um before I, I married my my beautiful wife, which I've been with for 17 years, she's watching, so I have to uh, I'm teasing, it's a joke, by the way. But anyway, before I met Shannon, I had a, a girl or so, and um, and I would bring them home, and as I would bring them home, my dad would always just like, "He'll just do that. He just like he <sighs> can you know what I'm talking about because he knew what I was bringing back was lesser than what God intended let me use another example if we come to church on a Sunday and my kids come walking out of the house with no shoes on I'm gonna say hey get back in the back in the house go get your shoes please we're going to church and yet they may say, oh, I don't worry, I, I don't need shoes. No, you have status, therefore get shoes. You're my kids, get shoes. Hello? Oh, come on guys, don't be so stiff tonight. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The point being is if you have status in the kingdom of God, you have to have an understanding who you're not. If you have a status of being whole, why do you want to status for being broken? If you have a status of being healed, why do you want to set up for any form of sickness? If you have a status of, of, come on, are you guys, are you with me or not? The problem is this, we don't know the Son. We don't spend time with Jesus. Come on, we don't, we, we, we love. You know, I was checking out the other day and I'll say, you know, I was thinking, I look all these people that follow, and I was thinking, none of these people will show up if you go low (laughs) this one that shows up his name is Jesus come on are you guys okay and so we have to understand that we can't represent somebody that I don't know I have to know Jesus when I know Jesus it is easy to represent him But if I don't spend time with Him, and if I don't pay the price to spend time with Him, and I want something called comfortable Christianity, I will never access the dimensions that is available in my God. Come on, are you there? I wanna ask you guys, I see many people are walking, I wanna ask you guys not to walk, hold it, for 45 minutes, thank you. I'm teasing, by the way. The point being is this, guys, are you okay? Are you understanding what I'm saying? There's sonship that we have to understand. But we have to get back into that inner room. Quickly throw up for me Matthew 6, 6, please. Because I I need to get you into Matthew 6, 6. Come say say with me inner room. No, no, no. Say with me again inner room. Matthew 6, 6, 6, please. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. Please note where he's at. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So now you say, let me read that scripture again. But when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your father who is in the secret place will reward you openly. Prayer is like fast food. Have your attention. If you eat it in secret, all of us will know about it. Prayer is just like junk food. If you do it, we'll know about it. You can't hide it. Come on, are you with me? Because somebody that prays has got a confidence about them. Somebody that prays has got a confidence about who they are and what they are and where they're going. They have a walk about them. They, are, they have an authority about them. They have a freedom about them. Why? They have spent time with the Lord. Are you with me? Yeah. Why can I be bold? Because I've been with the King. And His authority is the one that matters. It's not what some say. It's what He says. It's not what does some say about me. It's what He says about me. You guys, okay, are you there? And so when you spend time in that word bedroom there is a, is a very old, uh, uh, old Greek word. It means... The place that you put your gold, your silver, your diamonds, your onyx, your most valuable stuff is there. So Jesus is saying, please listen to me, Jesus is saying that when it comes to prayer, it has to be the most secret, sacred thing that you are busy doing. And it's interesting for me that the disciples never ask Jesus, teach us how to do a healing, teach us how to do a miracle, teach us how to do a sign, they ask us, teach us how to pray." that is a very interesting question to ask if you have been raised in a culture of prayer in other words these boys please listen to me very carefully tonight come on are you learning tonight these boys were were raised in a society where people had the torah on their heads people had the torah on their arms and people prayed three times a day yet they go to jesus and they say teach us how to pray Therefore it means that it was not the, the formula of prayer that they were after because they saw the formula. How do we know when they knew the formula? Because later when Jesus departed in noonday, where did Peter, James and John go to? To the temple too? Yeah, so they knew the formula. Oh, come on, that should be revelation for you right now. They knew the formula, but there was something about Jesus that got their attention they say to him teach us how to pray because all across the bible they never saw a man that prays like jesus prays they said teach us how to pray and jesus says come let me teach you and he teaches them with two words he starts off he says our father then he goes on he says our father He gives him his location. Who art in heaven? Then he gives the Father's purpose. Hallowed be thy name. Or glory to your name. So let me just stay on that. Our is relationship. Father is the one that's introduced us to the family. The reason why we are in the family is for the glory of the Father through the Son, and through sons and daughters. Come on guys, are you there? Give Jesus just some praise. Come on. And so, let's quickly talk about this before I, I we lay hands. When you cast out a devil, you're not praying up to, you're praying down. Because you have a higher authority. You belong to the stronger kingdom. Come on. So it's not a debate, it's a a removal of. Because when Jesus says cast out, he means remove out. Ekbalo, throw out violently. There's no discussions. And the point that I want to try to make tonight is this, is that you have a position in Christ. And your position in Christ should show that you have an identity and because of that identity, you have a destiny. Are you with me? Let me use an example. I traveled to the United States a long while ago before COVID and all of this stuff happened. And when you, when you get there, you, you stand there with your South African passport, you come there, there's a lot of these, these immigration officers there and everybody checks you and you have to have your set of documents right when you get to the immigration officer they ask you papers please where are you going, where are you come from some from South Africa smile and if you anything you know and then, and then you go through these doors and you're in America right but you have to come back are everybody still with me? Then you come back, same story, I come back, back in South Africa. A lot of custom officers, two custom officers. You know what I'm talking about. Bad service delivery. How do I know I'm back in South Africa? Bad service delivery. Go to a first world country, a lot of, lot of service quickly. Come back to South Africa. It shifts again. Are you with me? My point is this. I want you, I'm telling stories that you can understand. Sometimes the culture that you've become accustomed to shouldn't be the culture you accept. Because actually there's 50 immigration officers that can serve you. But so many Christians have become acquainted to just two. And we say it's normal. We say Jesus heals some diseases, not everyone. Jesus does some things, but not everything. I can serve Jesus and hold on to my bitterness. I can serve Jesus and hold on to unforgiveness. I can serve Jesus and be outside his church. I can serve Jesus and have an opinion about his church, which is even worse because that's like talking about somebody else's wife. If you ever want yourself getting into a beating, talk about somebody else's wife. I cannot even imagine how furious Jesus must be. I tell you, as I stand here in front of you, I love all of you, but try to speak about my wife. <laughs> it's true. I love her passionately for 17 years. Can you imagine Jesus sitting there in heaven for 2022 years? He's checking people, talking about his bride the whole time. You know why many of people are are not where they're supposed to be of God? Because they are sinning with their mouths. They're talking about the wife of Jesus. Come on, you know who I'm talking about. If you're guilty, clap your hands louder. Amen. you know it's like the other day can I tell you another story quickly you know we we are on all the social media platforms and all the stuff and praise God for all of these things and um, you know I made a um, they made a video of me speaking about healing and somebody commented in there this I don't I don't believe in healing and I and I thought let me entertain myself why not they said it doesn't work I said how come I said I've asked he doesn't help me I said ask again why say why not I asked the question do you want to be healed I think so I said well I think then ask again okay okay have you asked I'm going to When? I don't know I said ask now do you want me to ask with you why I said he said with two or more who says Jesus said what do you mean I said he's gonna heal you but you have to ask okay come on And I was thinking later on why don't you want to be healed come on guys it's a misunderstanding about who we are we think the Lord wants us in heaven no he doesn't want you there I know this statement might shock you, but He don't want you there. Because if He wanted you there, He would not have given you a healing program to get you and to make you stay here as long as possible. You know, I get. can I just say it while I'm there? Yo, there's one thing Christians, Christians have got sayings. Like for example, when somebody dies, God needed another angel near... Yeah? Yes, I, I hate that stuff. God plucked a flower. Hey, God is not Malantians. He doesn't need your flowers. Are you guys with me? Yes. I, God was slowly needed to pluck. No, no, no. No, on all accounts. God doesn't need an angel and you're definitely not gonna be one. You're gonna not be, you're gonna be like as. or theology sometimes the point that I wanted to get across here tonight is you have an identity. Your identity should birth in you an attitude, an attitude of being a son, being a daughter, understanding who you are. If you understand who you are, you will reject who you're not. But it has to start with a relationship with the king. You have to decide. you can do so tonight you can decide to serve God wholeheartedly but there's a price tag to that serving that means you're gonna need to chill on the Netflix a little bit and get into the Bible and if you say to me tonight you've tried it once well try it again that means you'll need to greet some friends that suck the life out of you to get into the life to help those friends out that means you have to say no to all forms of sin that can defile you, both of spirit and body. Paul says, "Rid yourself of all sins that defiles you, because the enemy is not fooled. Let me show you a scripture. Go for me to Acts 19 um, Acts 19, I'll tell you now. Come on, are you guys okay? Are you still saved? Are you still saved? Yes, some of you don't seem sure. Ask the person next to you, are you saved? I'm saved. I don't know if I'm safe, but I'm saved. Okay, listen to this. Verse 15. Quickly put that up for me. Acts 19 verse 15. Are you guys there? Do you have your Bibles here? If you don't have a Bible here, look like you have a Bible here. Acts 19 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? I like this scripture. And the evil spirit, can I explain it to you? Answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? What is the story? It's a simple story. There was in Ephesus, A man that was full of demons, and the seven sons of Sceva. The word Sceva, by the way, means left-handed Jew. And the reason why that is important for you to understand is because in the time of Ephesus, Ephesus was an extremely wicked, wicked city, and there wasn't any Jews left there except the left-handed one. And so he was there, and he had sons. And his sons in Ephesus, they believed if you had certain rituals, certain incantations, if you set a certain list of things, that there was power. And it was true, they had power. You have to understand, there's certain things that works in the spirit realm. That, for example, that's why blood works in the spirit realm. That's why, for example, traditional healers can use blood. It works. It's a commodity in the spiritual realm. Oh... Don't go, I, I, If when I say that stuff, I can sense people fear. Listen, you have a blood that is stronger than any chicken cackling twice a day, man. There's a power in the blood of Jesus. I couldn't care. No. You know, let me tell you a story. I was, we were once, um, you know, my, my dad was such a cool person. He was so calm and collected. Many times of certain stuff. I remember a day we we did deliverance, and we went to this lady's house. She was she was full of cancer, and as we as we went there, my my dad was walking up and down in the house. He was he was uncomfortable in this house, and he said, "There's witchcraft here. Something is not right," and he was walking up and down, up and down, and he started to pray in the spirit. And as he started to pray in the spirit, he said, he sat down, and he, I remember he sat on a chair like that. And I was about 19, somewhere there. And he sat down and he said, that hippo, (laughs) it bothers me. And as he said it, the hippo started to walk. Wooden hippo came alive. He pounded that spirit. He prayed for the lady. She got healed. We left. These things are real. Let me tell you another story while I'm on stories here. One day uh, a guy came to him, as, um, wanted to, I don't know what he wanted to try to do, but it was a meeting of, um, and this guy had, you know, he was obviously in the occult, and as we came in the room, he levitated from the floor, off the floor, levitated into the corner. My dad went like this, when you're done, can we have the meeting? And the man was like, okay. You see, when you're not impressed, this little light of mine, no, I am baptized in the Holy Spirit and with fire. Don't be impressed by what the devil does. No, he was so cool. He was just like, can we have our meeting? Shame. The guy was like, "I, I thought you're going to be afraid. No, can we have our meeting, please? Be What am I trying to say to you? Look at that scripture. Let's go back there. Mm. Quickly go up. Can't read that far. eh? And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? What happens here? Very simple. These, again, there's a long list of incartations and stuff that they're trying to do. These boys come, they say, in the name of Jesus Christ, who Paul preaches. So immediately it has a spiritual effect. Why? They are are locating the right person. Come on. They say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say with me, in the name. No, say it like you mean it. In the name. Okay, halfway there. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now... In the name means, save me the Greek word onoma. No, say again. Save me onoma. Okay. Now, save me in the name. Save me onoma. Okay. The word in the name is the Greek word onoma. And it means the character of the name. The character of the name. That name has got certain characteristics. Jesus the person, he is a person. He has got a character. His character looks like something. What is the character of Jesus? Servanthood. Humility. Obedience. Submission. How do we know it's Jesus? Is he a servant? How do we know it's Jesus? Is he in submission? How do we know it's Jesus? Are they obedient? How do we know it's Jesus? Are they in humility? If they don't show those four characteristics, not like Jesus. No, but they pray hard. Are they serving? Do they have humility? Are they in obedience? And so in the point of this scripture is, the devil say this, Jesus we know. Is the Greek word epigenesco? We always known about him. We've known about him from the beginning of time. Paul, we know. That word, know there is the word, and it means recently Paul has lived in a way and in a manner that has caught our attention and we recognize that he must know this Jesus and he must serve Jesus because he looks like Jesus, he talks like Jesus, he acts like Jesus, everything about him looks like Jesus. We know Paul too. That tells me something. That in the spiritual realm, the way you love produces currency. Come on, are you guys okay? Are, are you are you are you saved? Let me say it again. The way you love produces currency. Okay, let me go this side. The way you love produces currency in the spirit. And one of the best ways, I, I know this is true, is I saw this once. My, when we g- grew up in church, one of the first things we needed to learn was how to cast out devils. And so I was about 19, 20, a few years ago. Teasing. easy. Um, <laughs> we were at a counseling session. Oh, yes! I, I I just think back at these days. Oh, it was so funny. And This guy. Now we have this person. We've counselled this this person for many many months, many weeks. But you know, by the way, you shouldn't counsel devils. You should cast them out. And so they were. We were counselled, and I don't know. So I was sitting there, and you know, Agus was not a student, you So now I'm listening and learning, and happy to be there. And we get to the place of actually now we're going to cast out this table. So I'm excited. You know, this is going to be amazing. We're going to see somebody scream or something's going to happen. So I sit there and this man had a certain issue. I won't name you. uh, Let me not name the name. I'll name the issue. This man had a sin of, he was in pornography. Like he had issues. Like issues. Because by the way, Pornography will produce idolatry. Idolatry will produce fornication. Fornication will produce all forms of sin and defilement. There's nothing like innocent pornography. No, it kills the imaginary, imaginary part of your soul. Anyway, so this man comes and he says, he looks at the person and he says, look at me. <laughs> this person looks at him. I would have also looked at him if he said it like that to me. He said, look at me. And this guy that says he's a big guy says, Look at me. And the guy looks at him. And he says to the man, he says, In the name of Jesus Christ, come out. And nothing happens. I think to myself, Maybe he didn't say it right. Let's try again. So I just I'm sitting here, he says again, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out. He does it a couple of times. By the fourth time. A small voice comes out of this other man. The demon speaks back. He says this, I don't need to go. You do what I do. And I sit there. I'm like, I wanted to ask. <laughs> Say again. Well, I was too scared because this thing spoke in another voice. He said, you do what I do. In other words, you don't have any authority to tell me what to do. Because though the outside exterior looks all holy, what you're doing in secret is known. That day I learned something very important, and that's 21 years ago. What I do in secret is known in the heavens. Come on, give Jesus Christ a praise let me prove that to you i see and let me throw out a scripture for you um let me go to one scripture are you guys okay um let me just get this come and give jesus christ a praise offering i want i want you to understand something here this is powerful stuff are you learning tonight Listen to this. Um, I'm looking for that scripture now. <laughs> Listen to this, Psalm. Throw up for me Psalm 94, verse number 11. Oh, the Lord knows the thoughts of man. Let me go on. Isaiah 66:18. For I know their works and their thoughts Psalm 139 verse number 23 search my heart O God and know my heart try me and know my anxious thoughts your thoughts is known in heaven my question to you tonight and I'll close of this I've said a lot of stuff but I'll say this tonight how if we can take your thoughts tonight and roll them out here what will we know about you and you and here's the point if you don't want your thoughts to be known to us then that means you have not taken your thoughts captive because there shouldn't be a thought in your head that we can't know about You should train your thoughts and not let your thoughts train you. Too many Christians let their thoughts train them. No, train your thoughts. Bring it captive in obedience to Christ. In other words, as soon as that thought is one, save me I, save me me, save me we, the first two is not the Christian language. The third one is, There is not an I when Jesus sends out anybody. There's not a me when he calls anybody. There's always an us, a them, the two. Go therefore, two by two, in my name. Come on, are you there? And so, last thought that I want to leave to you. Our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds. And I've said a lot of things tonight, but what I wanted to get to at the bottom was I wanted you to understand that you have a position in Christ. And because you have a position in Christ, you are located on the earth. And because you are located on the earth, you have a task on the earth. Your task on the earth is to produce the heavens that you belong to on the earth, because as it is in heaven, it has to be on the earth. The earth cannot look different than what the Father has intended in heaven. Heaven has no sickness, it cannot be here. Heaven has has no ill intent, uh, it cannot be here. Heaven has no uh, recession, we have to be able to be better than that here. Come on, heaven is not, there's no angels running around saying, we don't know what we're going to do next. No, God has got everything under control and subjection to Him. Are you there? Are you with me? So what I'm talking about tonight is this. I'm going to get you guys to a place tonight. We're going to lay hands. And I'm going to get you to a place where you hunger greater for God. And that you can hunger to a new dimension for the Lord. And that you yourself can say, I want to go to a next dimension with God tonight. But for you to go to the next dimension, it's very simple. You have to hunger that new dimension. And you want to want to go there. Because if you want to want to go there, the Bible says, Knock and the door will be open; Seek and you shall find. Look and it, it shall come to you. Whatever you give up for the Lord shall be found. You cannot give up stuff that He cannot give you back. But it takes sacrifice. And God is looking for sacrificial Christians. The comfortable will never achieve much for God. God hasn't called you to comfort. He's called you to die to yourself, to be full of Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives inside of me. That's why it is impossible for a Christian that is dead to be offended. How can they be offended they're dead? For you to be offended means there has to be something that's still alive. And I can go on and on and on. The point is tonight, you have to understand your identity. And because you understand your identity, you can understand who you are not. I want to leave a story in your hearts. When I was um, a young, when I was 18, I had, I went out and I went to and studied and um, I got married. And very quick after, I was about 22 when I got married. I'll just think you're 23 when I got married. And there was a stage in our, early in our lives, we don't have a, you have a lot of love, but you don't have a lot of money, right? Who do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, don't put up your hand. Who of you know what I'm talking about when you have more love than what you have finances? Come on. Okay. So in these moments and early on in our our marriage, and this is what I want to leave with you tonight, is that you can have this mindset. Is my dad whatever now and again, he'll phone. He'll say, do you need groceries? I'm like, yeah. It's like, okay, we are at, you're at Woolworths or wherever they were. And I learned very quickly that when I get the invitation, I don't come with a a basket. I don't show up there like, no, I'm humble. Just a basket. (laughs) I was like, Shannon, get a trolley. Get two if you can. I'm going to grab two. This is dad. He loves me. He'll do anything for me. He likes me a lot. So grab that trolley and come, sister. Let's run. And I'll show up there with a trolley. And I I promise to God this. My dad never, ever, 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 ever said put away the trolley. So tonight, don't show up with a basket. When the father has given you all access. No, show up. Say, come, bring that trolley and that one. Yeah, come, let's go. Let's go. Let's get our healing. Let's get our deliverance. Let's get our freedom. Let's get our promotion. Let's get our business. Let's get everything. While we're going, let's get it all. Come on, Christians. You have a God that is in love with you. And so if you have that mentality, you will never lack a day in your life because I didn't pay he paid, and I don't stand in by the way I never stood there and looked at the price because it wasn't my card the son bought you so don't you go and live a cheap life come on guys you can feel the oil on that I mean, just when I say that don't go and settle don't go and settle. No, live the abundant life. Amen. Okay, we're gonna honor the Lord tonight first with our tithes and our offerings, and then I'm gonna lay hands on you. Is that fine? I'm gonna get you to closer to King Jesus. That you guys can smile and be full of life and be full of joy. And there's sick people here tonight. We're gonna ask the Lord to heal you, to touch you, to change your body. He's got the master plan and if you have any trouble in your body, he's got spare parts. Amen. He made you, he knows you. Come on, can you say amen to that? So I want to ask that you would I want to I want us to prepare our 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 tithes and our offerings to the Lord. You know, I always correct my pastors. I say never say to the people, "We bless God of our giving." Because you don't bless God of your giving. You honor the Lord. If you're giving. Come on, are you there? You don't bless God, He's blessed already. Let me say it again. Listen, you cannot bless God with money, you honor God with money. Because that's the only other God that Jesus recognizes on the planet. Mammon. So you don't bless Him, you honor Him. Right? And so, as you're ready to honor Him, I want you to stand. And I'm going to pray for you. And then we're going to go honor Him. And then we're going to lay hands on everybody that's online. Amen. God is so good. Father, I want to pray. Have you made up your hearts? Father, I want to pray for every single person here tonight. Father, every person that wants to, that are going to honor you with their tithes and their offerings in this night. Father, I thank you that right now you see their hearts. And Lord, that they as they act in worship right now, Lord, I pray that you will take their seeds. Thank you that they have put it into fertile ground and it will give them a harvest both 30, 60 and 100 fold. In Jesus name we pray. Amen and amen. Can we go and honor the Lord? Everybody that's online, you're welcome to do so as well. Everybody that's in here, you can come and honor the Lord here in the front, there at the back. Let's go for it while um, they sing a a song for us and then we're going to minister to you.